All right. Well, welcome to the Shantae Golson Show, where every entrepreneur and C-level and above executive will gain information that will help them to stand out in the crowd of their small business or leadership department for greater outcome, productivity, mental wellness, wealth, and productivity. Now, if you have a message that you want to share with me and or you want to provide some suggestions of topics you would like to learn, make sure you reach out to me at anchor.fm forward slash Shantae Golson forward slash message. And I'll be glad to take a look at and see what you have and publicly share your information. Who knows, we may go ahead and uh, air your particular topic. So thank you for tuning in. Remember, every Tuesday, we have a new episode for you. So today, I have some beautiful guests with me, and I want to uh, do an intro for them. Uh, we have with us Alexis Lehan and Maureen Siddiqui today, and they are here to share with us their elements of business as entrepreneurs and women, uh, especially on how to help people move forward as they are certified high performance coaches. And therefore they work with uh, individuals in this particular area of coaching for corporate and corporate business consulting with more than 15 years of experience in corporate America with uh, Fortune 500 companies. And so now we're talking about Alexis first. Uh, she's a certified high performance coach with 15 plus years of experience in coaching and team leadership. Now she's also a college professor in the business and entrepreneurship department. Now we also have Ms. Siddiqui who has that experience as a leader in the Fortune 500 company as a high, uh, excuse me, a certified high performance coach. Ladies, welcome. Welcome and welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so curious to know what you can provide for us, especially being in the field of 15 plus years. And so I bet you have a wealth of information. Now, I know that your company name is Goal Set Coach. Tell us a little bit about Goal Set Coach. How did that come into fruition? Yeah, so Goal Set Coach, um, about a year, a little over a year ago, um, we were looking at creating a company where we could bring in different uh, venues of coaches and start really offering um, some really niche down, um, what, what I want to say is like very particular coaching things that people would need. So the idea came from, I work with a lot of these C-levels and many of them are at that age where they're getting close to retirement and they're like, what's next? And they have been my mentors. They have been my, you know, coaches. And um, what they really taught me was when you have a goal, you set your intentions every day to get that going. And then you make sure you coach your team around that. So that's where Goal Set Coach comes from. And so what I'm looking to expand the company into is bringing in those retired, you know, end of their career people and having them coach millennials that are out there that are starting their career to really help them, you know, accelerate their growth into the corporate America. Okay. So you serve as a large range of individuals from millennials to those that are close to retirement. Now, Alexis, tell me what exactly is high performance in the first place? Absolutely. So we kind of define high, def uh, high performance as succeeding beyond standard norms uh, over the long term 
while maintaining positive relationships and optimal health. So it's a very holistic kind of approach. It's not simply um, just kind of goal oriented or uh, career oriented. We really kind of look at a whole life, you know, looking at really uh, helping individuals build a life that they, uh, that they want, that they love and that they're going to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And how is this different from other coaching companies or life coaches out there? Whoever want to respond to that. Yeah. So like I said, a lot of uh, coaching will take a specific goal or a, spe a specific um, activity or task that somebody wants to accomplish and help them work towards that, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. But our focus really is um, goes so much more far reaching than that. We look at how do you become a high performer, not just in your career, but also in your health journey, whatever that may look like for you, in your relationships, both personal and professional, uh, as well as in your hobbies and passions. So it really takes that holistic approach. Um, and it's not sort of specific to just one thing or the other. We find if you lay that foundation down, you can then continue to build in any area of your life. Now, ladies, what I've uh, understood, I'm an executive uh, coach. Uh, and so what I understood is a lot of people do not understand how the effectiveness of their personal life spills over into their uh, corporate life or their business life. They just don't fathom that they separate the two, understanding that they're only one person. That they, they don't have a twin walking around. So let's kind of talk about uh, clarity here. How, how do you help individuals to gain clarity and why is it so important? So having clarity is the ultimate key in any goals that you want to create for yourself to really get intentional on what you want to create. So, I mean, think about it this way. When you start from you know, elementary school, you, there are clear things that the teacher has put together to make sure that you accomplish. You're assessed in the beginning of the school year, right? Like what it is that where you are. And then at the end of the year, the students take assessments again to see what they've achieved. So when you have clear goals and you have the KPIs, or we call assessments, to okay. um, follow through from the beginning to the end, then that's what's really going to help you um, know exactly what you're aiming towards, right? Mo a lot of people, they're like, it's the shiny object. Oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. They don't see the overall big picture. Like if you're stepping five years ahead, where would it, is it that you want to be? And then how do you unfold that going back to now to, to, in order to reach there and start being that now? So once you get clear, things just, the universe starts to unfold to serve you. And that's what we really teach our clients. Um, yeah. What's necessary, though, for clarity? And then what, how do you define Alexis' goals? Like some people know what goals are. Yeah, you hear it. But what exactly are goals, especially when you have the mindset of run, 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 racing thoughts, racing thoughts, uh, 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 task after task, plate full. So how do you break that down and say, listen, let's put this to the side and let's understand, number one, the fundamentals. What is a goal, number one? And number two, uh, uh, what is your purpose and passion and clarity? Because I'm pretty sure that shows up in your work as well. So Lexis, kind of tell me a little bit about that. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So for me, a goal is just simply 
something that you want to achieve and it can be a, a big goal. It could be a daily goal. Like today I want to drink my eight glasses of water. So mm -hmm. it's something that you want to achieve for yourself. And when we tie in clarity to that, and you hit a really great point that there's so many things we talk about competing interests all the time. There's so many opportunities sometimes that come at us and they could be all good opportunities. Right. Um, so we kind of get really distracted. And when we stop and get really clear about who we are, the type of life that we want to have for ourselves and our family and the direction that we want to go, when we get really clear on that, we can then say this opportunity coming in here is a great opportunity, but it's not in alignment with where I want to go. So unfortunately, not to say that we can never do that, but it's not going to be something we're going to put on our plate right now. Whereas mm -hmm. when we don't have clarity, we're like, wow, this sounds good. This seems like it's going to go somewhere. And we just jump from thing to thing. Right. And we never actually achieve, you know, the specific goals that we want for ourselves. And as we all know, like time goes by so fast, all of a sudden you're like, how did that year go by? How did the last six months go by? Mm -hmm. And we've not moved forward. We're kind of running around in circles in place. So when we get clear, and one thing that we love to do is we think about the, as the individual, what type of person are you? What are the core values? What's something that's really important to you? And we like to get our clients to list three words. So we call them our clarity words. And that kind of defines the best of who we are or who we want to be. And when we know those three words and we remind ourselves on a daily basis, um, when opportunities come or decisions come, we can ask ourselves, if I go down this path, is this congruent with the person that I am and that I want to be? Mm -hmm. um, so we have those three words, whatever, and everyone's going to have different ones, whatever resonates with you. Um, but we say, put them in your phone, set an alarm off once, twice, three times a day to remind yourself. Um, because it's easy to say, this is what's really important to me. And then something shiny comes along and we get distracted and we go to the left. Right. So we want to make sure that we are kind of checking in with ourselves. As Maureen was saying about assessing, we're looking back, self-reflecting and saying, okay, is this opportunity or is this goal or is this friendship relationship? Is this in congruence with where I'm headed? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to keep it. No. Okay. It's got to, it's got to move to the side for right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, I don't know if you guys know I'm a medical provider, so I work with a lot of people who have anxiety, depression, and et cetera. And so a lot of people have fear in either changing because the unknown and or getting rid of people out of their life. And so I teach people how to dump people, not just not just in, in, in romantic relationships, but friendships. And I tell them my story of how I decided to do it as well, because in the next context of our conversation about performance and mental wellness, uh, those things go hand in hand. So let's talk about that, guys. Uh, so, Maureen, tell me about the increase. How do we increase mental wellness huh? in, in lieu of our performance? What does that all mean? So mental wellness, it's really, really important, especially in these unprecedented times. Things are kind of shifted. We can't even plan a year ahead because we don't know what the state of the world is going to look like with this pandemic, right? And even myself, I've, we've got all these plans um, and then everything shifted. So then fears start to set in, right? Fear starts to set in and tells us, but we were going to do this, but what about this? Now, what am I going to do? So it's really listening to what your thoughts are that are coming from and what is the actual concern. So once you, once you hone down into what the concern is, so that could be, um, 
well, I won't get to, I won't get to where I want to be um, at the end of six months because now um, I can't, you know, start my business. I can't um, help the people that I was planning to. I can't, rather than talking about what I can't do is really um, about what I can do. And it's also about, we end up being in a monologue, Shante. We end up being in our heads. And when that happens, that's where our mind sometimes works with us that creates that overwhelm and that anxiety feeling. So it's really having a mentor, a coach, a therapist or friend that, or, a, or a spouse, a partner that you can really talk to that can give you sound advice, that you can sound things out. Because sometimes when you start talking about it, then you really get to the core what it is that you're concerned about and you can really realize it's not, probably not even existing. It's just something that you do. Um, the, going back to um, anxiety. So anxiety, I tell, our clients, what we teach them is that anxiety is actually a very telling thing for you um, because it's going to tell you what you're, what's working for you and what's not. If you don't know what's working for you right now, list out all the things that's not working. So if you start listing those things out, you will know that this is not working for you So and start communicating that. Like if it's with your in your workplace, like these things aren't working, what can I start doing to shift that? Who can I have a conversation with? It's really getting present because we, we have these expectations and we, we start to have this battle within ourselves that causes that anxiety that something's wrong here. So it's just really honing down what that is. Mm -hmm. And so I imagine that's where your podcast comes in, Successful Women Spilling the Tea. You guys spill the tea to help you guys in your particular journey as well. Tell me, uh, Alexis, a little bit about uh, Successful Women Spilling that Tea. Absolutely. So we have uh, kind of what we call an expert series. Um, we bring on different guests, um, women, successful women that are in their journey that come on and maybe share some of their challenges, share how they've overcome them. Um, we we go through topics ourselves uh, between Maureen and I, um, specific ones that maybe we find in our coaching group come up often, uh, repeated sort of patterns or things, um, you know, challenges that have come up. Um, and it's really about just kind of banding together, um, you know, women kind of sharing our journeys and learning from each other. Um, yeah. Sometimes just understanding that you're not alone or somebody is going through something similar or they've been there, um, feeling that you're understood, feeling recognized and appreciated um, is really, really important, especially now. So that's kind of where Successful Women's Bill of Tea came from. Mm -hmm. sharing, sharing our journey, listening to others, listening to other people's challenges and how they've overcome them. Okay. Tell me this here. Tell me about the women that you come across who are successful in terms of pride. Now, let me kind of uh, preference that a bit. So if you're in a high position, a lot of times you don't want others to know that you're suffering, whatever you're suffering with. Okay. And so that's what I call the big appetite of pride. But you would rather wallow in that than to allow anybody internal or external to know that you need help. So I imagine how many people do you come across who have this challenge and how do you approach that or teach them to approach that? 
Absolutely. We, we see this all the time, especially mm-hmm. I think with women, we, uh, if you have, if you're a mom and you're kind of uh, in the, a higher level position, a high stress or high pressure environment, we feel like we always have to have things together. And the first mm-hmm. thing we work on is, is really understanding what our capacity is. And we coach women through in our, in our group, we, we really talk about that asking for help and letting people in is actually a sign of strength. It's not that typical where people think it's a sign of weakness or, you know, like you said, you have to do it all on your own. You don't. And when you allow people into your journey, when you allow people in and you share with them the challenges that you're facing, you start to create a deeper bond and a deeper relationship with others. When you're, if it's in, you know, the the professional space, a lot of leaders, executives feel like they have to have this sort of force field around them that nobody else, you know, don't share any personal. That's a very old, in my opinion, a very old way of business. We're moving forward and I see like the, the millennials and things like that. I'm a college instructor. So I, I work with a lot of, um, I teach a lot of uh, young, young people and I mm-hmm. see them a lot more open to yeah. talk about their feelings. And this is the next generation coming in. And when you do that, we have seen incredible results in terms of tighter bond, tighter knit teams, better um, and more open lines of communication. And that leads to more, effective productivity and results, um, Mm. especially in the professional space. So we talk about often, how do you open up that, that line of communication if you're not used to it? And some, and I mean, you're not, some people just can't jump off the deep end into it and just start sharing everything, but look at opportunities. Where's an opportunity that you could have that quick conversation with a, with a team member or, or, uh, um, a colleague, whatever the situation might be. Um, what are you comfortable sharing? And that's just the first step. Um, so breaking down and sometimes it's just like, what do you say? So we'll often coach through what are you comfortable with sharing and how do you open up that conversation? Right, right. Because a lot of entrepreneurs and business uh, owners do not have sympathy nor empathy because their mindset is meeting these goals, meeting these Uh, outcomes. And so, Maureen, tell me a little bit about when you guys are coaching individuals, these women who are saying, yes, I'm prideful, but I would imagine some of the things that they say initially before they go through the work is, um, like Alexa says, I don't want to be looked at as weak. They're probably uh, saying, well, it's not my job to babysit them. It's not, you know, my job. I'm not their mom. I'm their boss. Things are particular. What else, what other objectives do you hear from them when you address this pride thing? When, when you know, Shante, when they start to open up, they, what they start to admit to themselves that they feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel connected with others themselves that nobody will understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a very dark place that they're operating out of. And at some point they, they realize that it's not working for them when that's when that, um, anxiety and that overwhelm starts to happen and it's hidden and they're afraid that they're going to be found out that the, that imposter syndrome, that mm-hmm. people are going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing and I don't have it together. And what are they going to say? Right. They're so they're so concerned um, about themselves that they and they're giving so much to others that they forget what what it is that they need for themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So 
connection starts with others is when you start getting connected with yourself and what it is that you need. And um, authenticity, um, being authentic, being fully self-expressed is key. I mean, if you really want to make it and you're feeling stuck, it's really being open. You know, I, I manage a team of 12 in my uh, business consulting thing. And one thing that I, I've created and is that we all, we're aware of everybody's personal life. And if somebody's dealing with, with something, we have a team structure that, hey, the next two weeks, why don't you work on this in the background on your own time? We'll take care of the front end of this stuff, right? So it's really working as a team. So, and then vice versa, they're ready to help the others. So when you start creating that within your team, they will start contributing to you too. Because what I find is I'm like, hey, guys, we got to get some of this stuff done. They jump. They're like, well, how high? What do we need? You know, well, how do I help? Mm -hmm. it's, it's creating that atmosphere, and it's being authentic. Like, okay. this is what I'm dealing okay. with. Right how, do you, how do you move? Whomever want to say, uh, talk about this. How do you move from an old uh, monotone environment to a crisp environment that everybody can thrive and cope? Well, go ahead. Yeah, one step at a time, right? That's that's my my best advice. Is you know you can't always just sort of make that shift. If if there's one, if there's a type of an environment, and all of a sudden you come in and and uh, uh, it's so unexpected. Sometimes people think there's a hidden agenda. Some people, so yeah. it, it can kind of create suspicion in a team. But I find by being honest and just just one step at a time, um, having those conversations and saying, listen, you know what? I just realized I I don't even know if you're you know. Uh, if you're married or I, I, or, you know, gotta be careful sometimes in business, what you ask, but you know, just saying, what did you guys do this weekend? Um, for me, when I started, um, a, a new job and I was coming into a brand new team and I knew there was a lot of kind of challenges and the environment wasn't great before I got there. Um, and I came in as this new person. They were like, well, here's another person that's going to last three months and then they're going to either quit or get fired. It was kind of a, a not a great environment. Um, and I first came in and I was trying to get my own bearings and I would eat my lunch by myself and like, you know, be in my office or I would eat with the executives or whatever the case may be. And as soon as I just one day said to my, my team, I said, anybody feel like grabbing, you know, a sub and we ate lunch together and they, I could, I could tell they're like, Oh my gosh, the boss is eating with us. What's happening. Mm -hmm. But that was the first step. And I found out in that 30, 45 minute lunch, I found out more about my team than I did in the previous eight weeks that I had been there. So it's just kind of finding the opportunity, whether it's in a meeting, whether it's saying, Hey, let's just, you know, if it's a Monday morning meeting, how was everybody's weekend? Anybody do something exciting and just, just inviting the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as a leader creating those opportunities. So not always just waiting for them to happen. If you're the type of leader that stays in your office with the door closed, doing your own work, make a point of, you know, going outside, taking a, you know, a five minute walk and saying, I'm going to speak to two people today. Hey, how are you? It, it, like it's, it sounds so, so silly, so simple that it sounds silly, but mm -hmm. that's the first step, opening up the conversation, saying yeah. hello, asking about someone's day. Yeah. Connection is huge. Yeah. And, and, and that comes to what comes to my mind is the concept of being uh, empathetic and sympathetic, moving out of your powership and just being a human. And, and I, I, you know, because I was this, I, I wasn't afraid to be a human in my staff. You know, I have multiple uh, clinics, but I just 
didn't have time or time made me not interested. I'll just be, that makes sense. Uh, because it's so much to do in, at the, in the higher realm, especially I was treating people as well. So um, just the list goes on and on. And so how do you teach these high performers to set their day? What does a high performer day look like? And then what strategies do you have in place to maximize their time? Yeah, so... And I love this topic because this is a game changer for anyone that we've shared with. You know, your calendar, a high performance calendar, you should be able to look at it and know exactly what they're up to. They're very intentional in their plans. They're intentional planning out their day, their week, their month, their year. And and just by looking at it, they are also put in room to create those connections. Mm -hmm. So if if you need to get in touch with your um, colleagues or or whatever make a time if you've got so I have 12 people I can't meet with them every week maybe but at least I could spread it out right every other week or something you know it's just um, it's really being intentional in whatever you want to cultivate in your team or in your life making that happen making sure you have the structures like for me it's tough if I if somebody told me get up it you know and go and work out I'm like yeah, I can find a million other things to do. So the structure I created for myself is I have a trainer that comes to my driveway. We work out in my garage. I know she's going to be there. We're going to do, I got my daughter enrolled into it. So I created that structure that's going to happen three days a week for my success, for my health, right? It's the same. You can use those same, um, you know, methodology and anything else that you need. If you work better, um, in a coffee shop, then create that structure. If you work better, um, you know, surrounded by, then create that structure. You have to find the flow that works for you. And, and looking at every night, I look at my calendar. Every morning, I look at it one more time, and I really set my intentions, like, how am I going to show up? How am I going to show up with Shante? How am I going to show up with, you know, my next meeting after that? How am I going to show up at the end of the day with my kids and my family? So it's just, you know, really being intentional. Once, Because once you've set that, that, that um, when you've analyzed your day and you've set the intentions, things just kind of um, go smoothly. And if anything, life happens. Sometimes we get a phone call we don't want to hear. Um, things happen, right? Then it's just being able to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. So Alexis, what productivity tools and encouragement can you give uh, my audience as we're getting ready to close out today? Absolutely. So my biggest productivity, I think, tip or strategy is to use a the block time method. Um, this is what we teach our clients. So whether you use a, some, most people use their calendars just for appointments. We want you to use it to set your day. So every kind of minute, hour of your day, you should know what what is happening. Um, you want to get emails done. You don't just jump on and randomly respond to whatever emails have come in the last 24 hours. Maybe your time is between nine and 10 and that's when you respond to your emails. After that, maybe you have another checkpoint if, if answering emails is important to your job, but that's the time you do that from 10 until 11, maybe where you have your team check-in or your team meeting, but, and, and you, you're also building in the, uh, buffer time, you're building in uh, break time or sort of self-care, depending on how, you know, high pressured your job is. But 
instead of just stumbling into the day and hoping it all goes well, you are actually every single day taking 15 minutes, looking at your calendar, making sure everything that you've put on that calendar is still important and still necessary for you to do today. And you know exactly what, what the day looks like. And I hear it all the time. Oh, but I, that sounds so structured. And then I don't want to be on a schedule all the time, but I'm telling you, when you do this, you mm. create so much more freedom in your day because mm. When checkout time, you know, clock out time at the end of the day is done, you know what you've accomplished versus being like, it's 4.30, where did the day go? Right. You already know exactly what you've done. So really creating that and just being committed to sticking to what's on your calendar and not allowing other people's false emergencies or other people's agenda pushing their way in. And, mm -hmm. you know, I personally had on my, you know, on my calendar that I was going to take a 20 minute hot tub, you know, for my self care. And I had somebody say, Hey, can you jump on this call? And I'm set. I said, I'm really sorry. I have another meeting at that time. That meeting is with myself in my hot tub, but I'm not going to change it for anybody because it's been on there for two weeks. Right. right? So right. understanding what's important to you, what you need to do, putting it on the calendar and then honoring that commitment and to you and to your, your calendar. Having courage to keep yep. your calendar because a yep. lot of people just dip in fear. Oh, well, what if they don't like me anymore? What if they, you know, and, and so having that courage, understanding who you are is very important in productivity. Mm -hmm. So that's a great point. So ladies, I enjoyed, I have enjoyed you today. I really wish we can talk more because I have other questions for you. Maybe I can invite you back uh, for season two here. Uh, so we can talk, we can dig more into really some psychological, some, some mental, some physical things. Uh, because building a person who has peak performance is compensant of so many factors. Uh, that it's just hard to talk about it in a few minutes. So I know individuals can reach out to you if they have any questions or thoughts at Goals Set Coach on IG. Um, and they can also reach you at your website, goalsetcoach.com. Can they meet you any other places on social media? Yeah, we're also on Facebook. We run our Successful Women Spill the Tea, our Facebook Lives there. Um, we are also, I'm also on LinkedIn. I think Alexis is also on LinkedIn. We've got a group there as well. But we're most probably most active in our Instagram and our Facebook. Okay. Well, so lovely to have you. I do appreciate you taking out your time as I'm pretty sure you have other things to do such as a uh, hot top. How, you know, uh, Getting, getting your son or, well, I know where I am. It's been raining all morning. So, uh, but we all can take time to do self-care at any point. But thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you in this particular endeavor to help women to be the best that they can absolutely be. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us, Shante. You're welcome.